This is Derek Moyer, and welcome to the Freedom Fighter Podcast. So welcome everybody to this week's podcast. We are in for a treat today, guys. I have got a special guest this week to share on the subject of receiving God as Father. And I could think of no better person to share in this subject than my my pastor, my friend, my confidant, <laughs> my leader, uh, my counsellor, <laughs> and, and that's Vince Gartland. Um, who's fathered me, and I can speak on behalf of myself and many others, fathered me and uh, others in so many ways. Um, so it's an honour to introduce him. Welcome, Vince, to the podcast. Thank you very much, Derek. I'm looking forward to hearing <coughs> your, your That input. was quite an intro. Oh, I hope you totally guess. undeserved. <laughs> <laughs> there you are. No pressure here, is there? <laughs> <laughs> so we're going to just talk a wee bit on, um, you know, Vince has got a vast bit of experience uh, in men's ministry, dealing with the, the hearts of men, um, and really has a real father's heart um, to take people in, to encourage people, to affirm people, and uh, to love people. So I'm just going to ask Vince to just give us a wee bit of background, so that for those who don't know him, those who have not heard where he's coming from, can really get a bit of an understanding um, of who it's made Vince, who he is. So Vince, just a wee bit of background about your own, your own uh, ch- challenges and growth as a man. Well, I need to take you back to a long time ago now, 40 years ago, Derek. Mm-hmm. Uh, I was 30. I'd been saved for about four years by this time. I was a young guy, just working away, trying to make ends meet, mortgage, all the rest of it. Mm-hmm. Wife, two kids. And, uh, and I was going on with God. But I had questions. I, I realised that there was questions in my heart that I had no answer for. Mm-hmm. And uh, so I started to try and find out the answers myself. I, I just couldn't. I couldn't. And I, I went to the meetings and I went to church, but, but I wasn't healing any of those issues, the issues of men being addressed mm-hmm. from a pulpit. Mm-hmm. Um, I went to a prayer meeting. And there was teaching at the prayer meeting, but I didn't hear any of those things being addressed there either. Mm-hmm. So I started to arrange men's meetings. And uh, why did I do that? And I thought the reason I did that was I thought men could help me mm-hmm. get the answers that were in my own heart mm-hmm. by listening to them. Mm-hmm. I wasn't particularly thinking, I'm going to help these guys, I'm the answer to their problems. <laughs> or. I didn't have any answers, I was full of questions, but I I started to arrange men's meetings. Mm -hmm. And at first there was just a few of us, and then I opened up my house on a Saturday morning and eventually there was about 50 guys came for a rolling sausage (laughs) every Saturday morning, 7 o'clock, because I felt it was important at that time not to rob family time, Mm -hmm. to get the men to make sacrifice, to get up early, Mm -hmm. to come together to pray and to share. Mm And that was the beginning. That was the beginning of my uh, the, my understanding the importance of men's fellowship together. Mm-hmm. And you know, you mentioned there about you were looking for answers. You were struggling mm-hmm. as a thirty-year-old married man, mm-hmm. two kids, 
everything looked good on the outside, but you know, inside there was a struggle looking mm. for the answers, looking for direction. Can you give us a wee bit of background about why that was the case? Yeah, um, I think I was asking the question, Derek, wh- what is a man of God? Mm-hmm. As fundamental as that, what am I supposed to be mm-hmm. as a, a follower of Christ? Mm-hmm. And uh, so my upbringing didn't give me much information. I was raised in the Catholic Church. Mm-hmm. Um, didn't he really give me much of a background or an understanding of who I should be? So I guess, uh, I guess Derek, I was struggling in wh- what I was as a man of God. Mm-hmm. I was struggling with how to be a father. I was struggling with how to be a husband. So, you know, my own father, my own experience, my own dad, mm-hmm. loving guy, mm-hmm. uh, committed to his family, hard working, great for provider, mm-hmm. but he was distant. He was distant. So that was a difficulty for me because, you know, I I wanted I wanted more from him than he seemed able to give. Mm-hmm. I don't blame him because I think his own upbringing made him what he was mm-hmm. and therefore he couldn't give me what he didn't have. Mm-hmm. Um, but I, I really sought after that. I sought after that. I wanted that, but he wasn't able to give it. To the point where, and it was a sad day, a sad day was the day of his funeral and I stood at his graveside and I said, Dad, I didn't know who you were. Yeah. Isn't that sad that you can live your whole life in a household, in a family, mm-hmm. you don't know who your dad is? Mm-hmm. You know, in my experience, way, because I, my experience of fathering was a distant father, mm-hmm. that was my expectations from God. I didn't expect God to want to be involved in my life, to be interested in my life, Mm -hmm. to ask me any questions Mm -hmm. or to intervene Mm -hmm. or to challenge me or to discipline me. I didn't expect any of those things because that hadn't been been my experience. Yeah, yeah. And and I think, you know, just leading into the, we're talking about receiving God as Father today. And what are the difficulties? What are the common roadblocks? To receiving him as father and really just I don't know for those listening you know but I think we can all relate that if, if you've learned a father wrong we, we listened to a quote for George MacDonald he says it's better to not know the father at all mm. than to have learned him wrong yes and I think what you said there Vince was so important because if you're for us all we've all had earthly and perfect fathers Mm. None of us have, have been immune or, uh, to, to the, the failures of those been, who have been over us and how we've interpreted their lives as well. Mm-hmm. Um, but when we've learned them, them wrong, we've learned our father wrong, then we then are defined, our expectations are formed and shaped by those, you know, those earthly fathers. And then we take that onto God, we take it onto others. Um, share a wee bit about that can you share in on sure, that sure sure I think that's correct if we learn God wrong so my how I learned God wrong was I had a religious uh, view mm-hmm. of who God the Father was mm-hmm. and as I said before it was this distant God don't expect anything from him and uh, and he doesn't expect very much for you apart from towing the line and being a good boy mm-hmm. <laughs> 
Sound familiar? <laughs> <laughs> yeah. Yeah. So be a good boy and you'll be okay and you maybe just scrape into heaven if you're lucky. Yeah. So I, I guess that was my understanding of God the Father and the, and and of fathering. Um, what gets in the way of our relationship with God? There's a, a myriad of things, Derek, for men. Mm-hmm. Um, unworthiness, mm-hmm. shame, mm-hmm. Uh, sin, mm-hmm. embarrassment. Mm-hmm. Uh, because in this part of the world in the west of Scotland, I call them west of Scotland, man. Mm-hmm. We are terrible about opening up mm-hmm. and sharing our hearts and being honest with each other. Mm-hmm. And if you find that, if you find that place, that can be a wonderful opening for God to start working mm-hmm. in your heart. Mm-hmm. And that was certainly the truth for me. I met a man, I'm still a young guy myself. This was an older guy, he was maybe what, 20, 30 years older than me. And he took a hold of me. Mm-hmm. I sought him out, mm-hmm. if I'm honest. Yeah. I saw something in this man that I thought I can learn something from him. Mm-hmm. So I sought him out and I sat with him every Friday. I went to see him every Friday. He gave me a few hours of his time. And uh, I think he taught me how to be a man of God. Mm-hmm. And he taught me about fathering because he fathered me. And he, ta- he taught me about the, fa- the, the uh, God, the Father God that I didn't know anything about. This Father God that, that loved me unconditionally. Mm-hmm. Jesus says, if you see me, you see my father. Mm-hmm. So I'm looking at Jesus and I understood about Jesus and I saw him. Mm-hmm. I could, you know, I knew he died on the cross for me. Mm-hmm. But in Jesus doing that for me, he was showing, expressing the love that God had for me personally. Mm-hmm. That changed everything for me. Mm-hmm. That altered my trajectory in life. Mm-hmm. Gave you a new, a new model. It mm-hmm. gave me another model mm-hmm. just from knowing I was loved. That changes everything. Mm-hmm. Brilliant, Vince. That's great. Just to point out a couple of people we've worked with of late, mm-hmm. um, you know, there was a significant impact on us and learning. Mm-hmm. You know, and going back to the, it's better not to have known the father at all than yeah. to have learned him wrong. Yeah. And one's particular <coughs> case, there was a, there was such deep abuse that resulted in a, a life of of criminality here, violence, you know, all, all the things that, that went along with a heart that was so hard. It was tragic hearing that. Mm-hmm. And we all, we all know the, the stories of how our hearts went bad. Another one we worked with, it wasn't so much about <coughs> the father, his earthly father, but there's, what about those who have been wounded by spiritual fathers oh. or, wound, you know, you're, when you started the church, that's what the impression that you had that you're going to receive a lot of people who've been hurt by church hurt offended disappointed let down let's speak a wee bit about that you know what's that been like i think i have to start by saying this derek that a father whether it's a physical father Mm -hmm. or a spiritual father has a unique ability to show you who you are that's where the problem arises because if you if you are not given your right identity mm-hmm. and you go through life believing the stuff that's been put into you, you know, I think of men, the men that we're talking about, uh, you know, fathers, physical fathers that I've shared, you know, 
uh, you'll never come to anything. Mm. You'll never achieve mm. nothing in your mm. life. You're a waster. Mm. You're this, you're that. If that's the kind of forming that a father has put into his son, that stays all their lives until mm. the day that God can heal them. Mm-hmm. The day that the day that I had with David, mm-hmm. when God healed my heart mm-hmm. of the things, the wrong things that I believed about God, my Father. Mm-hmm. Yeah, good. Um, but you know, speaking specifically about this, what about the hearts that have been hurt and offended mm. by church, by spiritual leadership? Yeah. That you know, what what, what about what about that? What there's terrible damage mm-hmm. has been done to to men and to women. Uh, there's a real importance for guys, for, for boys, mm-hmm. to have a good experience with their dad mm-hmm. because it stays with them all their lives. I met a man, 70 years old, this is some years ago. Mm-hmm. His name was Fred mm-hmm. and um, he shared one night, a men's meeting, and he was in tears. This man of 70 years old, tears running down his face about the lack of relationship with his dad. His dad had been dead for 40 years, but this still mattered. Mm. The pain, the damage that was done to that man's heart by his experience with his own earthly father mm-hmm. actually uh, dictated who he was in his life. Wow. Wow. That gave him his identity. Mm-hmm. I thought, Derek, I thought that is the biggest tragedy I have ever watched in front of my eyes. Mm-hmm. He was as close to me as you are. Mm-hmm. And I watched this 70-year-old man, tears running down his face, still hurting mm-hmm. from all those years ago. That is tragic. Mm-hmm. Yeah. And it put, a, it put a new impetus for me, the, you know, the need for men's ministry, because one of the th- most common things I see in men's ministry is the damage being done by fathers, mm-hmm. be by it spiritual fathers yeah. mm-hmm. or being physical fathers. Mm-hmm. Yeah, and I just I mean it's such a point that, as you're saying, these things left unresolved, the hurts, the disappointments, how you've been let down, mm-hmm. um, you know how you've been wronged. If they are left unresolved, you know they go on to define. And shape the rest of your experience because we don't mm-hmm. see things. I heard a quote years ago. We don't see things the way they are. We see them the way we are. Yeah. We're interpreting life through the you know our point of view, through through you know through our heart's condition. And if we've been wronged by something, somebody, it doesn't mean that God and everybody else has to be defined by it the rest of their life. That's mm-hmm. what the tragedy is. Mm-hmm. Because, uh, you know, like in the story of Job, we with the friends try to counsel him, like, you've done something wrong, you, you've done something to deserve all this prob- these problems and these horrific things that have happened to you and your family. And, you know, if you believe that, you'll be embittered the rest of your life. You'll be pushing God away, every person away. You know, but at the end of the story, God steps in. Mm-hmm. And he offered his view. Where were you when I formed the earth? Mm-hmm. When I created uh, all these earth systems and the galaxies? And you know, where were you? Mm-hmm. You you want to you want to get my perspective on things. Mm-hmm. So it's an important point to make that just because somebody else has damaged you, it doesn't mean that God 
and everybody else in your future has to be defined by it. Mm. That's a reality. What you've just described there is a reality for many people's lives mm. that because of the damage that had been uh, imposed on them, mm-hmm. uh, they see that they see life through that prism. Mm-hmm. So if they have had bad experiences with a relationship, you maybe they've been badly treated by a, an old girlfriend, mm-hmm. they can take that into their marriage mm-hmm. and they can start relating to their wives mm-hmm. in that way. The same way if they've had bad experiences with an earthly father, yeah. they take that into their own, ex- their own fathering of yeah. their own children. Exactly, exactly. So, you know, this is where we really need to understand that God wants to give us his perspective. Exactly. He wants us to understand what our true identity is, as sons. Exactly. That's where sonship, that's what sonship is all about, Mm. is discovering, wait a minute, Mm -hmm. I'm not who he said I was. (laughs) I'm not what the folks said. I am not the kind of man that he told me I was. I am a son of the living God, Mm -hmm. Mm -hmm. and I can take on that identity, Mm -hmm. leave that where it belongs. Yeah, great, Vince, yeah. Um, so I'm going to touch on that a wee bit more of that just a, shortly, but I want to ask you, you know, some of the lessons, a uh, bit of background here. The the boot camp that we've been doing interviews around, Yeah. we got introduced to Eldridge, John Eldridge's ministry back in 2017. Mm-hmm. And uh, so I emailed the ministry in, in America and they invite us over to this camp. So Vince and myself go over to the Colorado Rocky Mountains we have two flights to get there, we're, you know, what is it, 4,000 miles we've travelled, we're four hours from the, air, uh, the airport to the ranch itself, uh, driving. And then we get to the ranch, it's 450 guys in, what was it, 9,000 feet, 9, feet above, above sea level. level. You're, you're hardly, you can hardly get a breath, but beautiful uh, scenery, beautiful experience. And while we're there... Vince, you didn't. You only feeling like you know this. You, you know the first night of this, the first session. You know what was your thoughts? What was you're, your experience? You're you're bringing those memories back <laughs> into sharp focus. Then you really are. I remember gasping for air. Uh, I remember one day uh, we went for a walk to see some waterfall, and you had to practically carry me back to the to the to the car because Cookie the reality of living at nine thousand feet yeah. is is quite breathtaking. Uh, but what you're asking me is, you know, we arrived at the ranch, 450 guys, uh, we get settled in, we were in the first sessions, mm-hmm. and I've got to say, that evening, or that first day, mm-hmm. I thought, what on earth am I doing here? Mm-hmm. I'm not going to get nothing in this. So I settled myself by saying, I'm here for Derek. Mm-hmm. Uh, you know, th- this will be a real help for him, so, <laughs> you know... Uh, I thought, you know, this camp will sort Derek out. Well, I was off good day, but <laughs> off and I see you. <laughs> aye. So, I that was your expectation, but mm. what actually happened? Well, do you know that old saying, I get more than I bargained for? Mm-hmm. I certainly get more than I bargained for at that camp. Mm-hmm. It was a complete turnaround for me. Because, and I've said this to many, many people since I came by, back in 2017 at that camp in the Rockies, um, that changed my view. I've been involved in men's ministry, remember, for 40 years. Mm-hmm. It changed the way, irreversibly, the way that I do men's ministry now. Irreversibly. Mm-hmm. It showed me a different way of doing things. But it also showed me 
that are a way of really getting to the issues that men struggle with. Yeah. You know, understanding even, you know, because most before I didn't realise that I was in a battle. Mm -hmm. You know, I would have maybe called it other things. Mm -hmm. I've got problems in my life, I've got struggles in my life. And, but I didn't understand the nature of the battle that I was engaged in as a Christian man. Mm -hmm. So to hear these men sharing those things, those issues mm -hmm. that we all know about Derek, mm -hmm. that are all part of who we are as men, mm -hmm. but you know, it is rare for men to go there. Mm -hmm. And here was men going there. Yeah. And I thought it was freeing. Mm -hmm. uh, I mean, there was one point where there was a cry of freedom went out. Mm -hmm. And, and I thought, and recently we did this in Aaron, in the island of Aaron, we get the men to do a cry of freedom. Mm -hmm. And it's so heartfelt because suddenly those things that are, you don't go there, yeah. you go there. Yeah. And God's got the answers. Yeah. 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 And I, I mean, I, just as you're saying, speaking there, just what came to mind for me is, you're, we're talking about receiving God as Father. And how important this is in terms of the healing of anyone's heart mm -hmm. because his mission Jesus's words was I have came to seek and to save yeah. that which is lost yeah. which has been lost which has been stolen which has been mm -hmm. assaulted which has mm -hmm. been surrendered yeah. and that that's the story of everybody's life your story is unique to you and what way has your heart been <laughs> assaulted and some from it lost that's what the um what's unique to you that's uh, you know that's what you we need to allow god into so you know as we think of luke 15 vince mm -hmm. you know how are we approaching men's ministry or ministry in general different since these experiences mm. can you share a wee bit about the the story of luke 15 i came to an understanding of god and our relationship with god and jesus mm -hmm is that Jesus came to save us from our sin. Mm -hmm. I had no understanding that he came for our sin and our brokenness. Mm -hmm. And what, I, what I've seen, what I've observed over 40 years is that men can spend their whole Christian lives, yes, saved, knowing that their sin's forgiven, but the brokenness that's in their hearts and their minds never, ever been addressed. Mm. So for me... Now, this is what men's ministry is about, mm -hmm. is, yes, bring them to a, a saving grace in Jesus Christ, but let them know that God wants to heal those things that hold them back, mm -hmm. and let them know this is who you really are. Yeah, and that's brilliant, uh, Vince, because God, his promise is to restore us to factory sense. Yep. And, and you know, the description of that is, the, the manufacturer's original condition mm -hmm. for the product before the viruses get in yeah. that have caused the long-term performance issues. Yeah. And if you think in terms of Luke 15, that the context is these religious, uh, self-righteous people mm -hmm. condemning those who are the living right, mm -hmm. condemning those who are the, 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 the sinners of the day. Mm -hmm. And Jesus responds to their hypocritical, superiority, self-righteous views by uh, quoting three parables about mm -hmm. the lost coin, the lost uh, mm -hmm. sheep and the lost son. Mm -hmm. 
And what he was doing was introducing them to the image of the Father Heart of God. Absolutely. And restoring the image of the Father Heart of God to these people who thought it was all about rules. Mm-hmm. It was all about keeping the rules and yeah. living by this these religious regulations. Mm-hmm. When Jesus was saying, no, God is interested in the, the, those that are living in the deepest, darkest, uh, messiest of places. He wants them. He's longing for them to come back to him. Absolutely. And, uh, you know... What we've found is this, allowing God in, you know, allowing him into the places of your greatest pain, mm. allowing him into your failure, allowing him into your disappointment, mm. letting go of the judgment, the blame, the bitterness towards those who have wronged us and let us do or yourself mm. or God, mm. whoever it is, and allowing God in to affirm us, yes. to initiate us as yes. people. Yeah. And to all that we can be. Yeah. You know, and I know, Vince, that's what you've been in my life. And I'll be, I'll be eternally grateful. And uh, so m- maybe you could close in prayer, Vince, and just pray that over, mm. allowing, uh, asking God to come in. You know, if you've never asked him into these places of your mm. brokenness or your pain or your hurt or your anger, uh, you know, or the, 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 the judgment in your life, mm. allowing him into these places and, you know, just asking God to, to let the things go. Guys, I would, I would like to say this to you. You know, God is a loving father. Let's look at the parable of the prodigal son. And let's look at the actions of the father. He's looking out at the horizons. He's longing for his prodigal son to come back. Mm-hmm. Look at the actions of the brother, the religious brother. Mm-hmm. No love, no acceptance, no unwelcome. But the father... He sees you coming from afar. Mm-hmm. He sees you coming with your sins, your secrets, and your shame. And he welcomes you back into the family. Mm-hmm. That's who our Father is. Mm-hmm. We, can, we can, with all confidence, run to him. Father God, I pray, Lord God, that you'll take what's, what Derek and I have been speaking about and sharing about today, Lord. Lord, that you'll take that and you'll bury it into the hearts, Lord, of every man who's listening to this, this broadcast. Mm-hmm. So, Father God, we, Lord God, I, I pray, Lord God, that these men, Lord, will have a revelation of who you are, Lord. You're not a distant Father. You're not a Father full of judgment, mm-hmm. full of condemnation. You're a Father full of love and acceptance. Lord, you're a Father, Lord God, who loves his sons unconditionally. And he's got a plan for each and every one of our lives. So, Lord God, I thank you for it in Jesus' name. This has been the Freedom Fighter podcast. Thanks for listening, everybody. If you want to connect with our services or you want more info or details about upcoming events, connect with us online at www.freedomfighter.life or drop us an email at info at freedomfighter.life. Until next time, God bless you.